you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Try to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Pat's interference. I, I think Alabama makes it to the college football playoff. I've got what I feel could be the number one playmaker in college football. Baker Mayfield. Dude's a stud. I'm 5'7", 130. Do you think I'm big enough to be either David Robinson or Tim Duncan? Get ready. It's going to be a good year. Welcome in, everybody. Year 4, episode 20 of Pat's Interference. It is your favorite college football podcast. My name is Patrick Norwood here in Durham, North Carolina, joined remotely by our dear friend and wonderful co-host in Birmingham, Alabama, Patrick Brickman. Brick, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. We're uh, talking to each other over the internet. Welcome to yes. Pat's Interference, a college Pat's Interference podcast. presented by Skype. Presented by Skype, presented by Sweet Tarts Candy, and... Oh. Presented by Stella Artois, because I've got my Stella oh. Artois next to me, baby. We're bringing. I in, love it. We're bringing I, in I all love, the, the fake love, sponsors today. So we've we've mentioned. Uh, don't forget uh, Milo's Tea, either. They're oh, also a sponsor. I mean, they've been sponsoring us for what all four years now. Yeah, uh, minus three and a half of those years. But everybody, thank you so much for listening in to Pat's Interference. Like we said, this is a college football podcast, your favorite college football podcast. So we thank you for listening. Uh, we've been doing this for about four years now, so it seems like we should be doing pretty well. It is our hashtag senior year, after all, if you want to connect with us. Uh, th- oh, I want to give a quick shout out, though, oh, before boy. you do that, to the people oh. of Nepal. Thank you to the people of Nepal for voting us the uh, number one college football <laughs> podcast in the world. It means a lot. I've, hey, we've been looking for a new ending. I think that should be it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw. I've been having a little bit of fun with the uh, with the, the, the descriptions with the have descriptions. been wonderful lately. Thank you. The I'm number just... one podcast in Tibet. <laughs> Is that that what I was said? brilliant last week. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, thank you so much for all of you who gave us an iTunes review. Brick, we are now up to six iTunes reviews. All of them are perfect. All of them are perfect. That's six Five more stars. than we had to start the year. That's that's thirty stars, sir. Thirty stars. Total. Might as well call uh, us an Alabama recruiting class. Am I right? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Six so five sorry. stars. That's awesome. I'm so sorry you're listening to this. Hey, if you want to connect with us on social media, you're at pi underscore podcast on Facebook at Pat's Interference. That's P A T apostrophe S Interference. You can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Send us an email at patsinterference at gmail.com. Just reach out. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think. And like we said, don't be afraid to give that iTunes review. But only if it's nice. If you don't have any, you know, as your mom used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Don't say anything. Yeah, no, just hold your tongue. Just hold your tongue. Brick, last week was exciting. As we sit and record this on a Thursday night, last Thursday, do you you know what we were doing last Thursday, my friend? Yeah, we were watching... Really, what uh, we were watching what might go down in the um, in the uh, the banks of college football, if you will, uh, as the the greatest college football game ever played until next year. Uh, I cannot tell you how excited I was for this game and how elated I am that we're going to make this a tradition. Let's just go ahead. Let's let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, your team, sweet football, sweet you went in, in the wake human team. 27-23, my friend. Ryan Finley went off. I will say this. Had you a like great that? time. You like that? I like that a lot. I'm sure you did. Ryan Finley went off, dude. 374 yards for a touchdown, but he also threw a pick. And honestly, I, I think North Carolina State led this entire game until there were 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter. It is only the second time ever that the Demon Deacons have won in Raleigh. And it was on a tight end little uh, drop pass over the middle. They just kind of set in the middle of the field, uh, danced around a referee, and just kind of uh, scuttlebutt it to the end zone. I'm still, Jack, I'm still hurting. I'm still hurting. Jack Frudenthal, and if that's not a Wake Forest tight end's name, I don't know what it is, received a uh, great little lob pass from uh, third string Jamie Newman, who had a pretty 
good day under center. 22 for 33 for 297 yards and three touchdowns, putting up those two numbers. And uh, Wake Forest wins. I I will say this. I have looked into a trophy. Uh, it will be a perpetual trophy. We are going to have nameplates on said trophy that will say uh, the trophy itself says Pat's Interference uh, Sweetheart Bowl uh, presented by Sweet Tarts Candy. Given, given then, to yourself. Then it will be, yeah, then it will say Norwood, Wake Forest 27, NC State 23. Uh, if you didn't follow us on Twitter that night, you missed out, by the way. Yeah, it was yeah. a great time. NC State's band came up in the stands at one point, had a great tribute uh, to the troops down on the field for uh, for Veterans Day. Um, NC State's just a really cool uh, field, too. There's a lot of really cool wolf statues and stuff everywhere. Uh, it was great seeing the game with the uh, ever-so-lovely co-host, uh, guest co-host, Jade Stoner and her wonderful friend, f- wonderful friend who hooked, up, hooked us up with the tickets, Gentry. I'm All so right, excited. Buddy? You're so excited. Let me have it. I know you wanted to let me have it. Let me have it, man. Talk that wet. I want you to eat this so badly because not only is Wake Forest immensely worse at football, just just bad at football, right? One of these teams is bowl eligible. It is not Wake Forest. Not only are they worse, they played their third string sophomore quarterback and y'all made that boy look like Brett Favre. I don't know what to say, Gunslinger. man. Gunslinger. I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm just, I am, I am so upset. I am still her. I become so numb. I can't feel you there. I become so tired. So much more aware. I'm becoming really this, this, and all I want to do is be more like me, and be less like you. Wow. Strong, just, powerful words, and I came up with those quote- just right now. 2004 Lincoln Park album. <laughs> That's a great album. That is great is underselling it. That is a yeah. legendary album. Uh, top five for sure. Not to not to not to take away from the importance of what this game means to college football. I mean, this game, like, okay, so like you've got the you've you've got the Super Bowl, you've got the Olympics, you've got the World mm-hmm. Cup, and World then Cup, the Sweetheart yep. Bowl above all of those. Yes. And that's yeah. what's upsetting is because I I mean listen I had I had this one in the bag they were winning the whole game I was like all right Ryan Finley's kind of look kind of looks like he's trudging through mud here but eventually he's gonna hit that long pass and NC State's gonna run away with this and and they just let Wake Forest hang around the old Jimbo Fisher tactic if you will and I, you know what I, listen hats off to Wake Forest um, NC State you're dead to me. You know, and I can't wait till next year to pick a different sweetheart to get this bad taste out of my mouth because the wolf pack, more like, more like puppy pack, they can't do anything. More, more like, more like wolf pack up and leave because your season is over. Heyo, heyo, Wake Forest. I think you, we can just let... go ahead and end this. Uh, we can end this segment with a little Kanye West if you wish. Anybody want to know what I would do if I didn't win? I guess we'll never know. Sure, sure. All right, so next right. year you can look forward to us being obnoxious about a game that you guys, you listeners, don't care about. But Genuinely we don't care. Do not care about it at all. We yep. are not going to apologize for what we say nope. on our podcast because six people like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was something else. All right, let's move into the rest of last week, this shall we? Is a fight. <laughs> we are fighting. I haven't used that one in a while. Oh, that's a good one. That one's a good one. Uh, Alabama. Top ranked Alabama. If you're not, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, uh, we, we just kind of go down the list based off of ranking. So we'll start top number one Alabama, move our way down to number twenty five if we feel like it, and just kind of highlight games that were either good and fun to watch or were important for some reason. Uh, Alabama holds off Mississippi State twenty four nothing. Everybody seems a little disappointed in Alabama's offensive performance. Uh, for this game, uh, Tua Tagovailoa did get hit in the quad. Looked like it, it, it goes back and forth. Uh, a lot of people saying, "Oh, they were aiming at his knee all game. They were twisting his knee all game." Uh, you know, and then a lot of people saying, "No, they don't go out and they they don't intentionally hurt anybody." Um, Alabama's defense holding strong with no score in November. Uh, 
first time all season that Alabama has not scored in a quarter, and that was the third quarter of this game. Uh, and honestly, Mississippi State's defense showed up and came to play and played well, as I just kicked my mic on the ground. Uh, and it showed up. Jade played. got you that mic for your birthday. You uh, my jerk. parents got me this mic for my oh, birthday, thank sir. You. Sorry, I apologize uh, profusely yeah. to Mister and Mrs. Andy Norwood. Yes, as you should. Uh, all right, but in all seriousness, do you think there was any ill intent? and Mississippi State's defenders to hit Tua Tungavailoa, whether it was dirty or not, to hit him low during this ballgame. No, I'm selling that. I watched the play, like the really the, the one that keeps getting replayed. Um, I, I watched it. I watched it from multiple angles. They were trying to make a tackle. Um, you're, not tech, you're not really supposed to hit the quarterback low, but it wasn't one of those like egregious ones that begs for a flag. I, I'm not upset about it. I'm... I think a lot. I think a lot of this game. I think a lot of this game. A lot of this game is being blown out of proportion. Yes, I I would agree. Because people. When have was the last time you watched something a... negative to say about this Alabama? People need it. People need it like they need crack. Something right. bad. Something negative. You know, it's like the Warriors, right? If you've been paying any attention to the NBA this week. It, it's now Thursday, and since Monday, we've been talking about the fact that Draymond and Kevin Durant got in a fight. People just need it. They need it. So I, I think all of it, all of it's blown out of proportion. Yeah, I, and I, I don't remember the last time Alabama played against Mississippi State after an emotional LSU game eh, where Alabama didn't look sluggish. But yeah, I know I agree with you. I agree with you. You know, Alabama traditionally plays this game, and that Mississippi State defense is good. You know, they're uh, in the they're top five top by, 10 the, in the nation. by the net metrics, whatever yeah. that means. I'm not a math major. <laughs> yeah, this this game never did look out of hand for Alabama. I think Alabama did a lot of things right on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's the side of the ball that's really improved over the past uh, three, four weeks especially. Um, and and I think it's, it's something to look forward to for Alabama uh, to kind of carry the momentum out of this game and say, okay, People are now saying you are beatable. How are you going to respond to that? Um, a lot of reports saying that uh, Tua Tungavailoa should sit. Uh, Saban has dispelled those rumors. Now there's rumors coming out that Tua is not wanting to wear his knee brace on Saturday and see how that goes. I'd be interested to see uh, how much of it is uh, precautionary as far as that knee brace is concerned and how much he actually needs it. Let me, let me read you the quote from Saban because I loved it and I'm on board with them. I'm on board with them because, again, I said I think a lot of this game is being blown out of proportion. I still contend that the knee is essentially fine. But he said, I got asked Monday if I should not play two in this game. Well, if we didn't play two in this game, we'd be sending a message to every good player that we have that they shouldn't play in the game. So eventually, why should we even play? Why don't we just forfeit so nobody gets hurt? Or is it an opportunity for everyone to improve and grow and challenge themselves to get better? You know, it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. They have every right to work like I've worked for 40-some years as a head coach and get a job and have their own team. <laughs> I just, And then he got mad and walked off the podium. I, I think he, this week especially, this is the same week that he ran on his, quote, shit through a tin horn speech, uh, his it-doesn't-matter-who-we-play speech, um... You know, every game's important. Every single year, there is something on this week yep. where it doesn't matter what the question is. He is going to freak out Death and yell taxes about something. and Saban chewing at the media the week before the cupcake, before the Iron Bowl. Yeah, love it. Love it. Josh Jacobs with a hell of a game here. 20 carries for 97 yards and a touch. Also had a reception. Uh, or excuse me, I think his reception touchdown was his only touchdown this game. Um, but... A, a heck of a game there. Irv Smith Jr. with five catches for 70 yards. Tua did get hit a little bit. It was definitely his worst game of the season. His interception was pretty bad. But again, this was a Mississippi State defense that was ranked top 10 in the country coming into this game by metrics. Uh, and and honestly, it's it's tough for Tua to get the ball out that much when uh, you're blitzing eight or nine guys every single down um, on a guy who's either A, knee is not that bad and he's trying to get used to a brace, or B, then he is that bad and he's a little bit hobbled. It's just tough to get the ball out. Um, so again, you know, a nice work by a nice defense. Tua struggled a little bit, but at the same time, 
uh, you know, he did go 14 for 21. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I'm not too worried about this game. You know, no, you complete 66% of your passes. You, you go for a, that's right. Right. Something yeah. like that. Above 60%. You know, yes. Yeah, above 60%, above 150 yards and a touchdown. Look, it wasn't a great game. But remember how great he played against LSU. It was two and a half quarters. He played for two and a half quarters. They brought him out because of injury. He'll play three possess- possessions against the Citadel on Saturday. They'll yank him and then he'll, you know, play the. They'll have three games left essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's. Oh. Again, you people know, looking for reasons to talk poorly about Alabama, and I don't blame them, right? I love talking smack about the Yankees. Yeah. I love it. I love talking bad about the Yankees. I love talking bad about the Warriors. We love it. We love it. We all love it. So Let's move on. College game day was at uh, Clemson Boston College in Boston. Um, and Boston College took the lead and then got whooped. Bad. It was bad. It was really bad. Did you watch any of this game? Um, no, I was I was in uh, Athens. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Not good. It was bad. BC took a commanding seven nothing lead. And then didn't score again. Trevor Lawrence, 29 for 40. Threw the ball 40 times. 295 yards for a touchdown. Also had a pick. Travis Etienne, look, I think he needs to be in New York. This may be a hot take, but he has really showed out over the past month, two months. I mean, and put the team on his back when it looks like the passing game isn't there. I think he's going to be there. Or when they need to burn out some clock. I think it's going to be one of those seasons where three guy, only three guys go to New York. I think it's going to be Tua. I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. And I think it's going to be Etienne. Well, so, um, um, unless, unless um, what's his name? Yeah, um, unless Bootstraps, Bootstraps, where's that button? Bootstraps, Bootstraps. Unless he beats Oklahoma or unless uh, Ohio State beats Michigan. But I think most likely it's going to be those three guys. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who has been in school for, I don't know, six years now, uh, eight catches for 80 yards. So that's about par for the course there. Uh, so this Clemson team really is starting to pick up the pace Ooh. like we've been saying the past few weeks. Let me, let me bring um, up one guy I love on Clemson. And it's not, I mean, it's not like a shocking name. He's one of the best receivers in the country. But I haven't talked about him much this year. I love T. Higgins. Oh, he's so good. T. Higgins is good. He's so good. He's good. He reminds me of Amari Cooper. He's so good times four. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. How yeah. many yards do you think BC got in this game? Uh, 180. Uh, you're a little bit too high. 113 yards. They That's had eight good. first downs. And uh, it was bad. Yeah, but when you convert that to feet, it actually sounds not that bad. That's true. That's true. That's like uh, 350 feet. I, I apologize. Uh, Clemson took a 3 nothing lead, and then Boston College scored their one touchdown in the game. I was going to correct you, but I didn't think it was really... It, it got out of that hand. That was nitpicky. Um, so Clemson, still undefeated, which is the first time in the last few years they've made it this far into the season undefeated. Good for them. You know, good to see Clemson uh, continue winning. Their, I like when they're winning. Still going to have to play Pitt in the uh, ACC championship, just Notre, saying. Notre Let's Dame makes an embarrassment of Florida State. We don't need to talk anymore about that game. Notre Dame and Michigan steamroll their opponents, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll talk about Notre Dame more here in a bit. Auburn and Georgia, you were at this game. Tell me a little bit about the atmosphere in, uh, between the hedges. My first time in between the hedges. I met my favorite football player, Ugga. He's there we a, go. He he worked hard. He did. A, he had a nice day at work. He had a. Really I'm sure good, he was a good boy. Yes, he he is very good at his job, and his job is very very important. And I don't want pretty to easy too. For being honest, that it's not easy. Are you kidding me? It was cold. It was loud. Yeah, he he's has got a, his little house. He's he fine. has a weird face where it's hard to breathe. Are you kidding? That is not an easy job. It does look like someone punched him in the face. He makes it look easy, but that's because he's so talented. All right. At the same time, you know time, who it did look easy for? It looked easy for Georgia the last three quarters. See, this is Auburn's yeah, MO. Say. This is Auburn's MO. They start off games well. They start off games going, oh, yeah, and I remember why they were a top 10 team coming into the country. And Jarrett Stidham's hitting his passes. He's hitting intermediate. He's hitting short. He's not hitting deep. Or the running backs. And the running backs are looking good. They're running dudes over. Uh, the defense. Uh, they're also hitting their passes is what I mean. 
Right. Okay. Everybody's and they're winning and they got up seven three and and like, all right, Auburn's going to hang into this game, but Georgia just by the fourth quarter they were up seventeen and they were like they were just putting in Justin Fields to try stuff just just to see what he had. I mean, they were scrimmage. Auburn couldn't do anything, and that's pro- it's like it's like there's a timer on them. And as soon as the timer's up, they hit a wall and they don't do anything for the rest. Of, they don't, and it's it's hilarious because they don't do anything innovative either. It's just it's the same. I like I I get it. I watch them and I watch Gus Malzahn call games, and he actually gave up the play calling duties recently. But like I get why Auburn fans are so frustrated with him because it's just the same stuff. He's too pig-headed. He doesn't go away from his game plan. He doesn't change anything up in the game that you can see. And it's, you know, it's why Auburn's 6-4. and four. Uh, Yeah, and I honestly, it's it's it reminds me of when, you remember the McGregor-Mayweather fight last year? I do remember and they that. And they kept saying, oh, McGregor's ready to go nine rounds. He's going to go nine rounds, then he's going to quit. Nine rounds, then he's going to get tired. And then he went nine rounds, and you know what happened? Exactly he got knocked out. <laughs> he got knocked out cold. Uh, that's what happens to Auburn, except it's not nine rounds. It's like five minutes at the first quarter, and then it completely falls apart. Yeah. And don't be surprised when that happens in Tuscaloosa in a couple weeks. They're going to go sure. to Tuscaloosa. They're going to make some plays. They're going to get after Tua for a little bit, and and you're going to go, oh, man, they're coming. They're showing up, and then lo and be- it's just I, – I can't ex- – it's really hard for me to put my finger on what happens to them. Because it, it doesn't really seem like it needs to. I, I I can't even explain it. It's just you don't even realize it's happening until you get towards the end of the third quarter and oh now they're down you know twenty points. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's bad. It's bad. I don't think that there's a situation where I know the buyout is large, and obviously I don't think they're going to do it after this year. But at some point you've got to make a move, right? Yeah, he's not. He's not. I don't think he's the coach for very long term. They've they've committed uh, uh, um, publicly this year to keeping him after the season. The AD, the uh, uh, Malzahn himself, and whatever the chant. A bunch of people have come out and football operations dude, whatever, whoever. Three different people have all come out and said Malzahn's back next year. And I contend it's because there's not another hot name out there to get, but. You know, I think I think Auburn could potentially be the best opening this season if he were to get fired, but it's just too expensive without the big name. So. Yeah, uh, I, I will say this about this game as well. Uh, DeAndre Swift is the best running back in the nation right now. He's awesome, man. 17 carries for 186 yards and a touch. Uh, honestly, looking strong. Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama all looking strong and look like they're kind of heating up and reaching their peak right at the right time. Um, honestly, a little bit ironically, I think Alabama's the least of those teams. Uh, but it's kind of tough to judge when they did play the number two and the number six ranked teams by metrics, uh, back to back weeks. So we'll have to wait and see on that. Let's move down the list. Bedlam was just that it was absolute bedlam. Uh, Oklahoma state and Mike Gundy rolled the dice, decided to go for two on the road against your rival. Why not? And don't complete it, despite the fact the guy was open. He threw it behind him. Hashtag John Parker Wilson style. Uh, lost 48-47. See if, uh, see if this rings any bells, by the way. Missed an extra point. Lost by one. Who does that sound like it could happen to? Not saying. Just saying. Uh, Cornelius. Tyler. Is it Tyler or Taylor Cornelius? I think it's Tyler. We're going to click on it. It's Taylor. I'm sorry. It's Taylor. 501 yards for three touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 349 yards for a touchdown. Uh, 20 for 29, though. Kyler Murray's stats really looking impressive towards the end of the season. I'm not saying two is not going to win the Heisman. I'm just saying it's going to be a little bit closer than everybody thinks. Hot takes. Uh, Oklahoma looks great. Um, as far as their offense is concerned, defense, not so much. Brick, what are your takeaways from this game? Uh, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty typical big 12 guy. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's Oklahoma. They've been able to escape these games in the past. They've been able to do just enough. Um, they're still a playoff caliber team. 
but I just, you know, it's, 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 I feel like I'm circling the same wagon every week when we talk about Oklahoma because I, I don't trust them on defense to, to really be able to win two big playoff games in a row. Um, I think last year they were better all around, although I do love Kyler Murray. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think they, you know, we'll see what happens when they play the Mountaineers and bootstraps, bootstraps. And, yes. Bootstraps, and, bootstraps. Uh, I think Thank the, you. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I still. I. I'm struggling to think maybe the Big 12's already been eliminated. If you know, or no, it's not that they're already eliminated. I mean, Notre Dame could certainly lose, but the Big 12 doesn't control its own destiny, and it's because of games like that. Yeah. Yep, you're right. LSU and Washington State, your seven and eight teams, uh, both play pretty well. Uh, Washington State a little bit better, but LSU uh, getting the win in the battle for the Golden Boot on the road by seven, uh, despite letting Trevor Story throw for two hundred yards. Womp womp. Story. TCU okay. at West Virginia was a slaughter. Bootstraps, Bill. Uh, yeah, I'm near it. Bootstraps, bootstraps. 343 yards uh, looking pretty fine mighty fine Ohio State struggling with Michigan State not sure if you got to watch this game but it wasn't like Ohio State won it it was more like Michigan State lost it had them against the ropes yet again feel like I've said that a bunch about Ohio State this year uh, but just couldn't get the job done Lou Erke looks lost every time he drops back to pass um, and Michigan State only scored six points didn't score it didn't score a touchdown so Kind of tough to win football games when you do that one. Uh, other than that, looking down the list, not a lot to talk about. Uh, Florida, South Carolina. Um, South Carolina was up by 17. Florida came back and won it. Texas at Texas Tech was insane. Uh, Lil Jordan, uh, I, I cannot for the life of me remember his last name because his first name is that impressive, uh, gets a catch very similar to the Michael Crabtree catch. Have you seen this? Is it Lil Jordan Humphrey? Lil Jordan Humphrey out of Texas. Eight catches for 159 yards and a, two touchdowns. Caught it against the sideline, broke a tackle, fell into the end zone. Does that sound familiar? Sounds pretty familiar. Because that's exactly what Michael Crabtree did to Texas at that same field. was such a fun year, man. Who is? 2007 was such a dynamite year. It was awesome. Other than Alabama losing to ULM. That was not fun for me. Hey, brother. UAB, uh, they're going to the Conference UFC Championship. Uh, they are, and they're you know what's going to be hilarious? When UAB plays Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl? You know what's going to be hilarious? When UAB destroys uh, Texas A&M out of College Station this week. Oh, buddy. That's, that's going to be fun. That's right, going to be gonna, fun. We're going to get to that hot take in a minute. Uh, we would be remiss if we did not mention Jade Stoner's sweetheart with the upset of Iowa, 14-10, to 10, and uh, Northwestern going to the Big Ten Championship, my friend. At 6-4, and four, they're going, and they've clinched it with two weeks left in the season after losing to Akron. It's so fun. College football can be silly sometimes. Hey, uh, guess what? Uh, my sweetheart's not going to the conference title. Your sweetheart is definitely not going to the conference title. God knows that. Uh, Jade Stoners? Uh, yeah, her, her sweetheart's going to the conference title, my friend. They're, they're a dark horse playoff team. <laughs> I I don't know if that can happen. Wait, okay, so just per se, a team that's six and four, right, yes. and they win their next three games by a combined score of five thousand to nothing, you'd have wow. to put them in the playoff. Uh, if Alabama loses to the Citadel and Clemson loses both of its next two no, games, no, no, no. And... just play along with me. Imagine that. You would have to put Northwestern in the playoffs. They just scored uh, 5,000 points in their last three games. You know what? Forget it. I don't have that much going on at work tomorrow. I'm going to do some calculations, see how many touchdowns um, per minute per game they'd have to score in order to score 5,000 points. You do that. That sounds like such a waste of your time, but please it's do. It's going to be great. Uh, it's Friday at Minor League Baseball in the offseason, my friend. Uh, okay, is there anything else from last week that you wanted to discuss? Any games that you thought were interesting or noteworthy? Uh, at all, Pitt dismantling Virginia Tech, fifty-two twenty-two. It's bad over Virginia Tech. Um, something I would like to address. Something I liked was uh, Felipe Franks shushing his own crowd. That's good. 
I loved that. And, and what I loved was people jumping on his case. It's like, brother, like, hey, maybe don't boo your first-year head coach that beat LSU. It's got your team, you know, hell of a lot better than it has been. Maybe don't, uh, boo, yeah. maybe don't boo that guy. Maybe don't boo that guy. Hey, maybe show up for your own SEC games. And then Florida the fans are do, becoming the New York Yankee fans of SEC teams. Yeah, and then everybody wants to get mad at Felipe Franks because he put a finger over his face. Matt, get over yourself. Oh, my God. It's football. My gosh, people take this stuff so seriously sometimes. You're booing him, and he's leading a 20-something a, a point comeback. Yeah, I'm going to shush you too. Shut the hell up. You came, you're you supposed to be my people, dude. <laughs> Boo me. Get out of here with that. Dang. I mean, it's not like they're like 2-9. and nine. Keep going. You know, they're 7-3. and three. They're number 13 in the country right now. They were seven if they beat LSU. They're on the rise. And and Felipe Franks can't help the fact that Kyle Trask got And that was the whole thing is because Trask got hurt. He was supposed to be the starter because Franks was struggling. But whatever. He came in, played his heart out. Yeah, I'd shush you too. That's <laughs> that's my rant for the week. But I could have saved yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think you just did a, your sound off. I could have saved that for a sound off. But, you know, it's just people take – that's a bad look for the university that he – no, get – it's – no, a bad look for the university is what Baylor did. Like he shushed a crowd Maryland. in a game that he won. Get out of get out of here, man. Bad look. I think it's a great look. We've got some games next week. I'm not really sure if you can call them games, but there's football being played next week on Saturday. You want to talk about that football? Uh, um, let's do that football. You know, it's 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 that week. And the funny it's thing is, week. is like, you know, you know it's bad when uh, game day's at a UCF game. <laughs> Who is that? I I know you, UCF is uh, University of Central Florida. UCF finally gets a game day game, but it's not even in Orlando. It's in New York. Isn't it? No, that was last week. It is That's in Orlando. Awesome. That's right. It's in Orlando. Yep. Okay, well, I just wanted to needlessly. I don't know why it's in Orlando. I don't know what's over there. Is there a school over there? I wanted to yeet on them, but I guess I didn't get to yeet the way I wanted. It should have been Syracuse Notre Dame, but it should that's what yes. it, it should have been in that's why I said New York, because it should have been in New York, but it's in uh Orlando. Yeah, you wanna you want me to uh put some people on upset warning right quick? I'm that, going that full would be, warning that right would now. Be Notre Dame. Notre Dame is on full warning. <laughs> because how funny would it be if they wore Yankees uniforms and then just got destroyed at Yankee Stadium? By Syracuse. Ohio State's another team. They're playing Maryland. Maryland has already beaten uh, Texas this season. Maryland's shown. Now, Maryland did lose their quarterback, so I'm not quite. If their quarterback was healthy, I would I would call this upset, but their starting quarterback uh, is out for the rest of the season. So they're a warning, but they're not. I'm not putting them on blast. Um, uh, down the I'm list. putting uh, West Virginia on upset watch at Oklahoma State at 330. Uh, that Oklahoma State team, I don't know if you watched last week, they can score some serious points, my friend. Oh, some other college football news that we haven't mentioned. Uh, old uh, old um, Bilbo Petrino is is out at Louisville. Fare thee well, my honey. Goodbye, goodbye. And now another fan base gets to hate that coach. Uh, Time they get to, to... Uh, put a neck brace uh, back on and find yourself another job. Uh, join the line of Arkansas and Atlanta Falcons fans over to the left. And uh, everybody... Uh, Everybody give a big screw you to Bill. I don't know why I've called him Bilbo, but Bilbo Petrino. Um, I like it. You know, uh, I hey, I if mentioned. You're, uh, if you look to your left, you can see uh, Bart Bielema giving him some pointers on his way out the door. I will be watching I, two of your favorite college football programs go at it this week. While, Iowa State and Texas. While Auburn faces Liberty. Oh, God. <laughs> If you if you're new to the podcast, here's my top five least favorite sport organizations in the world. Ready? Number one, Tennessee. Tennessee football is the worst thing on this planet. Don't tell me otherwise, because you are objectively wrong. Number two is Auburn. I'm an Alabama graduate. That makes sense. We will cover Auburn just as much as we cover Alabama on this podcast. Relax, everybody. Number three is the Liberty Flames. They're obnoxious. They do not practice what they preach. 
literally, I mean that in the most literal sense, I cannot stand liberty. I hate liberty. You are the worst liberty. Number four, the New York Mets. Because they're the New York Mets. My favorite player in the world was Chipper Jones when I was a kid, and they hated Chipper Jones. And then you know what Chipper Jones did, Brick? Broke their heart for years. He played so well at Shea Stadium, he named his kid Shea. That's pretty baller. So you can just go ahead and call Chipper Jones daddy if you're a New York Mets fan. And my fifth uh, least favorite program in the country is uh, Centennial High School in Franklin, Tennessee. They were our rival. They were uh, as annoying as the other four, but just less to worry about. So that's that's the bottom five. Uh, Auburn and Liberty, though, that's there's a... Oof. You've got to be some sort of masochist to want to watch that game, my friend. When you when you die, oh boy! When you die, I mean you're like like you're a good dude, but say you weren't. Thanks. I'm trying sure. to think of where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Are uh, you talking about which ring of hell this falls in? Your your like worst ring of hell would be. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking when you die and go to hell. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Okay, we're doing this. That was my Spotify playing from my crotch, and I was listening to Baba (laughs) O'Reilly by The Who earlier today. (laughs) In case you're wondering if we do these live or not, now you know. um, That would be Baba O'Reilly. That's the, the, like, outro guitar solo at the end. Oh, we know. Yeah, we know. Uh, I I do also want to mention, if you want to know how much we edit these, uh, you can go ahead and... Very little. It's pretty much a one solid timeline. If we say some dumb shit, we just keep it on here. (laughs) And, uh, you know, like Patrick gets on the mic and goes, UAB is going to be Texas A&M. And then they're going to lose by 17. And I I won't get rid of that. I won't ever go and doctor that. That I'll put them on upset watch. That will be. No, they're beating. I'm calling this straight up. No, see, last year, I would call it if it weren't for what happened last year. UAB had a season similar, not quite as good, but similar to this last year. And we had every reason to believe that UAB was going to beat Florida in the bowl game. Florida was booty, and UAB was having their best season ever. And Florida killed them, so, uh, yeah. But if UAB wins, it's finally time to rank them, people. Uh, Grow some balls. Here we go. Your upset warnings, just going over them. Uh, I guess the only one, really, is Notre Dame and Syracuse. Your upset watches are Oklahoma State and West Virginia and UAB over Texas A&M. Are there any others? Arizona State over Oregon. Herm Edwards is going to get it done, baby. Uh, Arizona State uh, looking pretty good for uh, Norwood Sweetheart next year. Uh, That's, hey. You want to go a little Pac-12 next year for the Sweetheart Bowl? Well, remember, we have to pick a game that's played on a Thursday. Yeah. So we need if if Arizona State's playing another team that can be one of my teams on a Thursday, go for it. But we have to look at the Thursday night games. We have to go with that, and it needs to be because we are going to try to live podcast that game, even though that's a long ass podcast. Nobody's going to listen to a four hour one. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to be great. Halftime's going to be a just a rager in that one. I'm going to get. I'll probably just. I'm just going to keep downing drinks during that podcast uh that drinks will be presented full, by stella artois that will be a podcast of patrick getting progressively more inebriated do you want to do want to give a quick shout out to sweet tarts candy for uh not acknowledging acknowledging the fact that we plugged them as a sponsor mm, about 65 times on twitter the other day they never once liked to tweet retweeted they li- anything they liked one tweet did they? I don't know. Yeah, they liked one of them. Okay, so they acknowledge that they're a sponsor. That's cool. That's <laughs> that's a legally binding document. All right, let's move on to other news in the college football universe. Uh, any any movement on the Heisman scale for you? you? You were pretty hard on Tua last week, and what I mean is you were you were a big fan of his. Uh, you were a little bit more critical of Kyler Murray than I think you might be this week, but I don't want to. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, if Tua like plays, said, if Tua think, plays football to the end of the season, it doesn't really matter what he does. It just wow. doesn't matter. I mean, yes, it matters if he goes and throws I, ten I picks see, I in see the last it three way games. Differently but than you do. If, I if, think if he plays football, if he plays football, 
And provided he doesn't, A, lose the next three games, or B, throw ten picks in those three games, I I don't really think it matters. I think if Alabama loses one of the next three games, and he plays not even bad, if he plays like he did against Mississippi State and all of those three games, that's it. It's but Kyler he didn't Murray. play – see, people want to put that label – no, what Jalen Hurts did against Georgia last year was bad. Tua wasn't bad. He threw for a buck fifty and two I, and a half I never quarters. said he was bad. I never said he was bad. I just said mediocre, which you can't argue with that. He was on Saturday. Was it his fault? No, not really. I, but he I, was just – he was, he was I don't fine. know that it was – they were fine. They had 24 points in two and a half quarters. Had he not been banged up and had to leave the game, they probably would have put up 30-something through four, and he would have been – and he would have had 250 yards, and it would have looked similar to LSU. He wasn't playing bad. He wasn't world-beating, but he was playing above – well above. He was playing good football. It was good. It was, he threw a pick. He's thrown two. I just think there's a little bit more room to wiggle now than there was. Yes, yeah. I mean, you sure? I mean, yes. The odds got less. He's still a a pretty hefty favorite, and I think barring, like I keep saying, barring anything unforeseen, right? Because what madman's going to say that after two interceptions in uh, ten games, he's not going to go throw ten in the next three? It could happen, but it won't. It could. No, it won't. It won't. All right, is there anything else you want to talk about in the college football universe? You want to cover Zach Smith and Ohio State? Not even remotely. No, I don't either. It was it was a bunch of bull. It's funny. Um, I mean, it's funny stuff. It, but it's, just poor reporting. It's, just poor reporting all around. I don't think there's any reason to go over it. I, all right, you went about him. I thought you were talking about him going in on Twitter. Yeah, the Zach Smith thing from uh, McMurphy. McMurphy was like, like college football reporting's hero there for a couple weeks, but this was not a... This was not a shining moment in his career. Not a shining moment. If you're interested, you can go look it up. But basically, Brett McMurphy reported that Zach Smith and his time at Ohio State got in an argument uh, that turned into a couple racial slurs uh, during practice. Um, Racial slits. There are there are no uh, there's no evidence to that whatsoever. He 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 has no evidence at all. He just said sources. It's just going to die. It's just going to be over. All it's, right. it's just dumb. He uh, should Zach be held Smith more accountable off. for it, but that's kind of the way it works now, like the way media works. He's he's like, he's like a huge name in college football reporting. You would think that if he's just coming out, throwing emphatically false stuff out there, it's going to matter, but nobody's going to remember. He'll break some other story, not involved with our – that's what he's going to do. He's going to look for something not Urban Meyer related to break, and it'll when he does that, everybody will forget because that's the way this works. Um Coming from somebody that's part of, you know, uh, sports media. I can just tell you what his next move is going to be. Zach Smith did go off on Twitter on Tom Herman talking about how terrible of a person he was and how he's uh, constantly going to, what was it, Asian massage parlors and uh, getting escort services and all sorts of stuff. He even texted uh, Tom Herman saying that he was going to take him down. Uh, for what he had done and all this stuff, Tom Herman responded with, okay, man, hook him. Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> that's that's just the ultimate whatever you say, kiddo. Hook him. I love that. Um, no, see, that's, uh, that, was, that was funny. Um, let's see. I've got another little – I don't remember if I said this on the podcast last week since I just exalted Tua, which I've been doing. He was my preseason Heisman pick. Um, sure. I will say this. I'm growing a little weary of the is Alabama Alabama football's ruining college football. It's ever like I don't know. Okay, so t- 2 years ago, they were undefeated and the same exact articles were being written and they lost in the national championship. They're killing teams just like they were this year. The defense was better than that. Well, p- still probably better than this year's defense, maybe not at this point of the season. Um, by this time, two years ago, Alabama had some key injuries in that defense that this year's team doesn't really have right now. Anyway, my point is, my point is everybody's so quick to say, this is terrible. It's boring. Alabama's going to win it all. Brother, they lost two years ago. Um, I've been saying brother a lot lately, by the way. I love it. You sound like Hulk Hogan. It's perfect. 
brother, they lost two years ago. Um, the Golden State Warriors that beat the 98 Bulls record of wins uh, lost in the finals after being up 3-1. to one. The undefeated New England Patriots, the best professional sports team ever assembled, lost in the Super Bowl. Don't crown them yet, brother. I that's, like it. Was that your sound off a little bit? Yeah, that that yes, that's what it was. Can I sound off now? No. That's it for this podcast. If you guys want to reach us on No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Hush, child. <laughs> uh, can we talk about something? That, We're that talking might, about it, practice, it, man. It, it, it's a little bit near and dear to your heart. We've already talked about it tonight. I don't want to go in on it or anything. City of Miami, what are you doing? Oh. What are you, just what are you doing? You you release the Miami Vice jerseys for the Heat, which, which are, are fine. No, those are incredible jerseys. They're fine. They are. I, look, no, they're fine. I, I will fight. I'll fight. I'll fight you. I, this those is a fight. Are in we are incredible fighting. alternate jerseys. I'm not saying they're, they should be their main jerseys, but as they're alternates, fine. they're some of the best alternates. They are straight fire. You want to know how you ruin something like that, though? Wear them every day. You say, oh my goodness, that's so cool. Our fans love it. Let's make it our baseball colors. That's horrible. Your baseball colors are now like a weird magenta and teal. There are colores, by the way. Hashtag no. our colores. Oh no, my God. It's, it's not. Okay, I'm a Marlins fan, so I'll do this. I'll play with you on this one. Please. I told you, and I still stand by this, I think they're a 5 out of 10. The most I think they're going to be able to grow on me is a 7 out of 10. I, I, when I, look I at cannot these, believe you're going that high. No, when I look at these, I go, they're, all I can say is they're better than the last ones. They have the potential, we haven't seen the jerseys, to grow on me. When I saw the last logo in jerseys, I said, I hate it. I, that will ne- I will never like that. I will hate it forever. And I did. It, they never grew on me. They got they got worse over it. I hated them so much that it was harder for me to be a fan of the team. Because here's what the Marlins are. They're just they're su- they're supposed to be that scrappy low market team that gets good players. Hopefully doesn't trade them away when they're hitting their prime. But they're not like Alabama, right? They're you know they're they're not they're not the Yankees. They're not the Dodgers. They're the Marlins. Right? They're not the Durham Bulls. They're not the Durham Bulls, thank you. Um, they're the Marlins. They're supposed to be lovable, you know, just different, you know? And they were that. They had black and teal. Who, what other baseball team has black and teal? Look, I wish they'd go back to just black and teal. That They were incredible. They were some of the best jerseys. Their pinstripe ones look good. Their non-pinstripe, their alternates, it was all great. And when they brought them back last year to wear on Sundays, they sold like crazy. Yeah. People bought them like crap. More people buy the retro stuff as a novelty item than they do the actual. Nobody wears the actual or the, I guess now, former. These ones are a, a fine. The jerseys, if the jerseys look good, then the then the logo will look good. But I do want to I do want to point out as well while we're on the topic. Uh, we have not talked about the Rocket City Trash Pandas one bit. We're very excited about them here in Birmingham. Uh, can I tell you that the logo, so that's a, that's a new ball club, a new minor league club coming to Madison, Alabama. Uh, there was a fan vote. I voted on the Comet Jockeys just cause I really like the space theme, but they're already calling themselves Rocket City. Uh, so they're the Trash Pandas is what the fan vote was. The logo with the, uh, raccoon with a trash can lid on its head and it is using a rocket on its back, is one of the best minor league logos I've ever seen in my life. Everything about them is incredible. And that's what the Marlins should not fully embrace the whole, like, this is actually, I'm glad you brought them into this because that's the point I was trying to get to. They should have embraced the fact that they're different. They're just, they're, they don't need to have some historic. Right, I don't, been, I don't, but they've only I don't been think a team they should have gone full minor league on it. I'm not saying go full minor league. But, like, the previous logo where they tried to look like the Orioles was just embarrassing. Um, orange. I will say this. There are, there are pictures of the jersey out right now. I just found them. Ooh, I'm going to look them up, so, and I'll judge it. I'll, you'll, uh, you're about to get a—don't don't even tell me. Don't tell me your opinion. 
You're about to get a live, unbridled reaction to my favorite teams, New Jerseys, that I've been While waiting for. While you're on for. this, I want to go ahead and say that my hometown, Nashville Sounds, the AAA ball club for the Rangers, had a rebrand today. It looks amazing. Uh, and the Amarillo AA team is now called the Sod Poodles. S-O-D Poodles, which is apparently another name for a prairie dog. And uh, big fan. Big fan of that release yesterday, too. Minor League Baseball is an amazing place to work, by the way. Have you found these jerseys yet? Yes, I'm, I'm forming my opinion. I like these white ones. The whites? I like the whites. I, I like the do teal. not like the black. I'm not a fan of the black. I, mean, I don't like the black, and I don't really... The grays... Grays are always gray, right? I, I mean, you, you, there's not really a good way to do a gray uniform. The grays... I don't know. I, the light blue is... It's... It's fine. No, it's fine. The, uh, it's, it's like it's like the rest of the organization, Brick. It's fine, no, but it doesn't matter. No. The organization is not fine. The organization is one of the most abhorrent in sports. All right. We don't have time for that. And on I this, say that as a fan. Sound off. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to Pat's Interference. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the iTunes reviews. Again, go ahead. Look at our website. Go to our Twitter. That's at PI underscore podcast. Our website's patsinterference.com. You can find us on Facebook at Pat's Interference. It's P-A-T, apostrophe S, Interference. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you think. Email us at patsinterference at gmail.com. We're all over the map. We're on Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, obviously. Uh, So anywhere you want to listen to a podcast, you can. It's our hashtag senior year. Brick and I love doing this. We couldn't do it without you. No, this weekend's a little bit boring as far as college football is concerned, but that just makes you enjoy the college football playoff in the last couple of months. Uh, of college football, including the bowl season, just that much more. Uh, Brick from the number one podcast in Nepal, signing off. Thank you so much for listening.